0: Hello and welcome folks to another edition of RSF Radio. I am your host and I have a very special guest with me today to talk about all of the news that has hit between now and last week because goddamn, was there a lot of news. Uh, all of the news came at once. The news floodgates uh, kind of opened up. Uh, so I decided to sit down with a friend of mine from unicorn.com. You might know him from, from there. Uh, Dustin Steiner, how you doing?
1: Hey, how are you? How are you, Joe? How's it going? Uh,
0: man, it's. Do we do the thing where we talk about how it's very cold? Do we do that?
1: Oh, I, I mean, sub zero is has uh, announced his rain over the Midwest. Yeah, I, I think that is
0: accurate to so. say. <laughs> man, it has been really brutal, especially for anyone. I mean, most of Canada is just. It's colder than the. Sur- I saw it was colder than the surface of Mars or something like that. Wow, uh, that's, and that's, uh, a, that's that's alarming. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty cold. That's yeah. uh,
1: as it turns out, that's not good. I, I saw a picture, of some guy's toilet today that the, the tank had <laughs> just. Had, had broken and like the water was just frozen in a brick in the shape of a
0: toilet. The yeah, that frozen uh, water will fuck you up. Uh, it expands. <laughs> it's one of the, the few things that, that does that. It increases volume as it uh, gets. But no, we're not here to talk about the properties of water or slipping on water thereof once it gets frozen in your back patio and hurting your groin very bad. We're not here to talk <laughs> about that, even though that's something that may or may not have happened to me earlier this week. Not Sorry gonna. to hear that friend. Ooh, man. Yeah, that's one of the it, it was one of those things where even earlier that day I was like, man, I, it for totally different reasons. I was like, I'm kind of getting old and then I fell and audibly said out loud, "Ow, my groin." <laughs> <laughs> like kind of in like um, a monotonous but... <laughs> tone and I was there like, "Oh go. boy. That's that's not a good look for <laughs> anyone who could have been within earshot of that. That's not <laughs> I think that that's I not, not ideal. Not oh. ideal. Uh <laughs> but before we get to to the news of the day because there is, there is a lot of news uh of the week really. Uh I want to know more about unicorn because it's something that I've seen not I've seen kind of on the on the aprons of of the FGC in in terms of esports but uh would you want to kind of give me the breakdown of what that is also by the way uh it was one thing that i I hadn't said out loud really until until talking to you today and in my mind i always said it as unicron because i like transformers
1: yeah hey you know what if you want to call it unicron i I think that's actually cooler than writing about or than writing for a place that's called like a mythical horse or like (laughs) you know Something that's worth investing in because it's a once in a lifetime thing. It, I don't, oh, don't 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 ask me. Don't I ask get, me. Right. Oh
0: man, the shades yeah. have been
1: opened. I get it now. Yeah, yeah I think that was the idea. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, but I don't know. Uh, Unicorn has kind of like evolved from what it initially was into like this multifaceted thing. Like we've got so many different things running on the website from esports betting to uh, features where you can uh, play various games like just play ranked and bet on yourself uh you know whether or not you think you're just gonna beat whoever you random. and uh, you know end up queuing against like it goes through uh your rank history and kind of gives you odds that kind of thing uh and uh you know we I guess and we obviously we do news uh news is kind of like a it's like a Third pillar to what we do, but that's that's where I come in. I'm, I'm the main writer for Unicorn. So, cool. uh, if if uh, you see a Unicorn article, you probably are reading my my stuff most likely.
0: Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this then: uh, Have you done any articles recently on the work of of Glenn the Game twock the Game Two K, uh, whose book was just released? I
1: have not recently I, I know he was working he's been working on that book for a long time but yeah. I'm happy I'm happy to hear that it's out I have to. I definitely have to check it out
0: it's good I recommend digging into it this is my this is my one plug of that early on the show because he was a guest uh, two maybe three weeks ago because I don't know how time works uh, mm-hmm. and it it's a good read like it it, it goes fast it goes at a, a pretty pretty quick clip to and it, it it leads for for, it,
1: for the listeners. Can you uh, can you refresh uh, everyone's me- memory on exactly what the book was about?
0: So it oh, man man this guy's podcast etiquette is fantastic. <laughs> so uh, it is about the season the, the the basic season of Street Fighter 5 over the last year and not not just I don't say just the CPT season because there's there's other stuff in it as well he covers some mm-hmm. of the the Gfinity series over there uh, and digs into those stats as well um, mm-hmm. but also covers just it it is a a thorough breakdown of the numbers uh, in in a lot of ways, more so th- like than even just player matchups, it also gets into like like is Cammy a strong character statistically speaking? Like it yeah. it answers those questions. Like yeah, I that's know- that's
1: something that the FTC I think is missing a lot of. Like yeah. it, you know, one of the real tragedies I think about the past couple of years the FTC is just how little we've seen of One Frame Link and like you know because yeah. they were kind of carrying the torch for stats in the FTC and they sort of. Sort of vanished. I think uh, I think Nick over there got busy with his own personal life. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a shame. But the, the, he does. Uh, Glenn Glenn does great work as far as stats goes. I've followed him for a long time, and like I think that there's probably not a better authority out there to write a book like this for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was joking with him uh, the other day after reading a couple chapters of it, uh, and once the CBT was announced. Uh, you kind of right after that I said if any if any major this year, if any premier event any ranking event does losers' semifinals winner's finals losers' finals, you will know for a fact that they did not read Glenn's book or they don't care about the competition, it is one or the other
1: why uh, why why do you think that's the case what's that makes you think that
0: there is a whole chapter dedicated to that. Early on okay. and the the chances of someone winning, it goes from basically a it's not a 50 50 of if they do winners finals, losers semis, then losers finals of the mm-hmm. person who lost in winners finals uh, will go on to lose their next match. Because if you do right from winners finals to losers finals, it was like they have a one in four shot of winning.
1: Oh wow! It gets That's it pretty gets, crazy. Actually. It gets
0: really low uh, for all of the events that ran it that way. It it was a very low statistic, uh, but on the other end of that, the it, it was I mean pretty close to a coin flip. Where if you had had the other events run it that way, run it winners finals, losers semis, losers finals. If they had to run it that way. Then Mm -hmm. I don't know the numbers could have shook out maybe a little bit close to that But it was a lot more more even or at least a lot fair fairer to the competitors uh, And it just made for a better competition overall Uh, Mm -hmm. But but the thing is if you're taking bets If someone if someone's out there and someone runs their event (laughs) uh, The other way the other way Bet against the guy who just lost in winners finals (laughs) <laughs> bet I don't care who it is. Bet against him. If people think that yeah, he's a good if we, player,
1: if we ever offer uh, Street Fighter odds again, we typically do it around uh, Evo times. So keep that in mind for sure. If <laughs> yeah. they uh, if they happen to uh, run it that way, uh,
0: yeah. So that's that's just a little interesting tidbit. And that and many other facts can be found in that book. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, that's kind of tangential to what. Unicorn does. So I thought I would bring it up, uh, yep. and, and the work that you do as well. Um, we, man, I could I could almost spin off here and talk about the world of like FGC coverage and esports, uh, esports coverage, and what that landscape looks like today. I don't know if we have time to get into it, but is there if there's any kind of platitudes that you want to share other than fucking hard business out there.
1: Uh, it, it's de- it is definitely a hard business out there. Um, it's it's only gotten more cutthroat over the years. Um, I don't know. Uh, many of you or some of you might remember me as, uh, you know, I was the guy who ran Esports Max back in 2014, uh, and like I kind of helped, like, innovate the whole concept of F- of FGC slash. Like FGC coverage from the eSports perspective mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of outlets kind of took it and ran with uh, after um, after eSports Mags kind of went under. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think that um, you know, I think the world of FGC coverage has gotten a lot better over the years. I feel like um, there are some journalists that have really come into their own as as FGC, you know coverage people. Right.
0: Um I, I definitely uh, agree with that. I think that there like, are there are great writers. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh a couple I want to shout out. Uh I think Virginia Glaze has gotten a lot better than her, mm. or Ginny Lou, I guess, as as she might be known in, in the uh the FGC. Uh yeah. she's gotten a lot better. Um I think that uh Ian Walker, like I've have not traditionally been kind about what he had to say when he was at Shoryuken, but uh, I think he's gotten better now that he's at, at Kotaku and has some experienced editors to work with. Um, obviously, uh, Bizarro Mike is now at at Capcom, but he came up through FGC journalism. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think that those are three names that I would kind of shout out. Obviously, in Born Free, uh, Born Free is great. Chris Bond, if he ever decides to come back and, and write about the FGC again, obviously great guy. He has got a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, really strong opinions he's been around forever
0: i think he's uh, stuck to the camera though He, he yeah, he's, he's, there too.
1: oh no he's he's back on he's back on the lens it's great um you know i worked alongside him when he was writing at pvp live i, I think he did a really good job for us writing about the fgc but mm-hmm. i just wanted to give a shout out to those uh, those five people and yeah, hope they're
0: uh
1: hope, uh, they're uh hope they're all doing well
0: yeah that, well that's the thing it's i feel like it's it's tough when you exclusively do fgc work um, oh yeah I it is like, it's really hard because it's like yeah. if if you're not
1: like a dedicated staff writer somewhere like just getting someone to buy your fgc stuff it's really hard like I mean, you can ask freelancers like amanda stevens who 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 goes through like hell trying to get people to buy her fgc stuff every month and freelance and just make ends meet uh oh, yeah. i th- i th- i think that it's really hard but, um, obviously the fans enjoy it. I mean, the best way you can support these guys is either, uh, directly through like things like Patreon or visiting their work whenever you see it and, you know, maybe try and have your ad block off.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you bring up Amanda Stevens. She all, she has Patreon. I know like Patrick Miller has a Patreon. He's also yeah, a Absolutely. Writer. Yeah, he's he's.
1: Uh, it's kind of weird because he was gone from writing for a long time, and they yeah. just suddenly decided to turn on a Patreon. I love his stuff, so uh, it's really good. To, he was kind of like a big influence of mine. Like as I was starting out with recaps and stuff, mm-hmm. just like reading his old Evo coverage, which was always it was always fun to kind of take in.
0: Yeah, his so, perspective and yeah. in, in form of writing, I find it. He's the only one kind of writing in that way. It's almost like a Zen way of of being hmm yeah it's
1: very much a like a um he has a very good mailbag style of of writing too like he'll mm. like like he's talking directly to the person that asks him the question but he's also talking to his readers which is it's cool yeah. so uh it's good good to see i hope he keeps up his uh his series is working on now for sure right,
0: yeah uh, again i hope everyone's patreon is success is successful that's that's yeah. all i can hope yeah, for.
1: may may your may your backers flood in after this podcast please yeah uh
0: <laughs> but anyway enough about that uh we got some news uh let's talk about the street fighter league first and foremost Be- because <laughs> yeah, absolutely you, here's the weird thing uh that that I didn't realize this until much later because news hadn't really reached uh, the U.S. community, but the the Japanese Street Fighter League had been a thing for, like, a while now.
1: Yeah, I uh, I actually, I reported on it. It, like, didn't really, I don't know why, but, like, the Western fan base didn't, like, seem to care that much. They were just like, oh, that's cool. Like, Capcom's trying to like, put something on their investor deck saying, hey, look, we also have an official league for our game like Overwatch and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, it has been a thing for a little while. It's obviously it's been running for uh, a season now, I think, um, which uh, really good recaps have come out about that since then. That. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, think, I can't remember the name of the, name of the gentleman who writes. It, but who was it again? You told oh, that's
0: me uh, that's Doc Fugu. So what mm-hmm. had happened? So this is what you're talking about. Was it wasn't a season of specifically Street Fighter League. It was <laughs> last year's Rage series. Okay. Which is the yeah. same people who are running the the Japanese Street Fighter League. But they've already done mm-hmm. some stuff and they're about to kick off like this like this weekend of like February uh second is when things start. So like when you are hearing this, like get your ass over to OpenRec, uh because it's it is now. But yeah, I don't want to talk about uh... I kind of don't want to talk about what is what is right now right now because the u.s didn't hear about it like at all basically until like all of this information was translated by doc fuga which we'll get into later but the big announcement that had twitter ablaze in hot takes uh was street fighter league u.s uh gut check on that how you feeling
1: so I think it's a good thing. I mean, honestly, like I, I saw a lot of hot takes saying that like, oh, they're trying to take the soul out of the FGC. You are gonna see a lot of character specialists do well. Uh, you know, because of the use of character bands. Um I, I you know, I, I think that having a weekly series like this just creates more content for people to watch. Like traditionally if you go on Twitch on any given day, like, yeah, you're going to see some Street Fighter streamers, but not many. And, uh, you know, if there's not a tournament going on, it's pretty dry. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that there's, like, a lot of really high-produced streams other than tournaments in the FGC. Uh, And unfortunately, that's just what Twitch viewers are kind of getting used to at this point. Like, everybody everybody and their mom has a stream that's, like, super high-produced, super high-production value. They all you know, it's the sound quality's perfect, the gameplay is, is on point. You know, there's so there's so much competition for eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So I think that something like this that Capcom is is uh is trying to do and like, you know, to introduce this idea of teams and uh maybe not traditional like esports teams like you might think of, but still teams nonetheless. I, I think that it's something that people can kind of get behind and uh, and just kind of show their support of you know specific players, especially with the uh the whole rising talent angle, that uh you yeah, know you might get to see see some people that maybe you don't get to see very much in, in big pro tour events,
0: yeah. And I want to read the rules on that, but before I do, I kind of want to just touch upon just very, very briefly something that you said that that I actually been thinking about a lot today for, for whatever reason is that mm-hmm. the quality of streaming, like the things that people can lay eyeballs on from a production standpoint from extremely small teams has been incredible. Uh, Mm -hmm. The production value for, for things that people are making on their own has increased so much. Uh, Even if just they have like a little bit of money, say someone has like, I don't know how many subs they need to have a a sustainable life. I haven't looked into that, uh, that business model for themselves, but they've increased their production value i mean watch any of the the major streamers on like a i don't know fucking wednesday and yeah just... i
1: mean like watch go go into Fortnite and look at what ninja's doing for yeah, example sure. or, or like any, any any of these guys you know obviously yeah. they're making lots and lots of money now but like they weren't always but their their stream has always been pretty on point no matter mm-hmm. how many streams they've had or stream or like you know People they've had, and I, I think that's something the FGC can kind of learn from. They yeah. just need to learn how to, I don't know, just up their production value and up their interaction with their chat. Someone I think does this really well is Justin Wong, mm-hmm. or like any of the Smash streamers. I think they've done actually a better job at kind well, of building that I, community.
0: I, th- I think that part of it is that it's not just, and here's the other thing about that that I think a lot of people get mixed up in in their head is mm-hmm. that they see an incredible production like that and they think, Oh, it's just that one person working in front of the camera. Yeah. And it's like, nah, dude, there's like, there's a lot of people doing work Yeah, to make this thing happen. There's people doing art. There's people doing audio. There's people doing social media for them. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the whole thing. It's not just them. So don't think in your head that you have to do things all on your own. It, you might have to grind a little bit To get there But there's there's support there That you should probably start looking for Once you reach a If you feel like you're plateauing But regardless That's a whole other conversation uh, mm-hmm. That I only wanted to briefly touch upon Before going back Into the rules of the Street Fighter League USA Specifically Street Fighter League USA They're not allowing Canada or or LATAM in this And there's a reason for that uh, Yeah
1: it's a uh, lag that's why they don't, they don't want to have these <laughs> we'll,
0: people in there. We will get into that as well. So how? how here's the breakdown, is that there will be six teams, uh, three on three. Uh, there will be one player chosen from the CPT 2018 leaderboards, uh, and that breaks down into KnuckleDew, Justin Wong, Punk, IDOM, Toy, and Nephew, uh, none okay. of them which are sponsored by any major teams, by the way. Yeah.
1: How uh, how how convenient! It, it's, it's 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 all it's it's almost as though they've been briefed by Capcom that major esports organizations want to uh, sponsor these three on three teams. I I don't know. I, oh, I'm nice. not say I'm not saying that that's happened or anything, but but you can see uh, that
0: conversation happening. I I could
1: totally see something like that. I could totally see Capcom approaching these teams and being like, "Hey, like you know, we're gonna have this league thing. Do you want to be involved?" and you know, you never know.
0: So anyway, one player is on. chosen from that. Then six other players are chosen from an online qualifiers, mm-hmm. uh, which there hasn't been information released about what that will entail. Uh, mm-hmm. I imagine some kind of online tournaments, which those are always fun. Uh, I could I could go into that. Not going to go into that right now. I could lay the people's elbow on that. Not going to do it today. Uh, <laughs> and then the third... Here's like the other interesting, the third person on the team, the third group of six is from community voting. It just says community voting and there's no real guidelines there. There's no suggestion. It suggests people who are kind of at on the apron of, of like people who might be able to beat a, a top player, but might or are stuck to a region. So they don't get to travel much. That's what is suggested In in voting and but we'll get back to that. So that'll be your three teams. There'll be there'll be a a round of team building. Um, I imagine they'll do like a lottery system like Japan did. I don't know, but there's like a draft that will that will happen. Uh, Mm -hmm. That will kick off in August of this year. Oh wait, no, that's season two. Uh, They're gonna start in April of this year. They're gonna do a whole season. Uh, and then the the finale of season one will take place in June. Then there will be a startup of the second season, taking those t- like two teams who did the best, they're going to pull them, roll them over in season two. Uh, there'll be a whole other season going from August to November, and mm-hmm. then there'll be a the grand finals to the American Pro League uh, in November. Mm-hmm. That's the the main gist. It's a three V three. Uh I I imagine it'll be one set per, per player.
1: Yeah, they haven't Have really they actually broken down
0: that yet. Yeah,
1: they haven't broken down exactly like is it like one person stays on where you get like team kill situations, like mm-hmm. one person can take out the entire other team or like crew battle style, or is it like you know we, we we don't we just don't know we don't know uh, ex- that exa- exactly exactly uh, how it's all going to work. You'd, you'd think Capcom would have put out like a rule book or something, but Capcom being who they are, they like to keep things mysterious and uh, let us kind of speculate and guess as to what's going on with this league until it actually starts.
0: So we don't um, know about that, but what we do know is that there will be a character ban and oh lord (laughs) me everybody
1: everybody everybody had a hot take about that i think i I even had a hot take about
0: that i definitely (laughs) had a hot take my hot take was just that shit is hilarious to me like (laughs) that is that is so funny because it's just it's so far out there in terms of anything that the fgc would ever be used to um, yeah i never been a character because there's like a whole history of like you look at like the viscant post of him uh, talking to someone in um uh esports league he was like well we gotta ban these characters marvel too and him saying no like here's why you oh wouldn't. it's
1: m l m l g yeah yeah of course, it was MLG. Yeah, yeah, yeah ever, evergreen,
0: evergreen. Uh, so, like, you have like this whole history of the FGC specifically saying, "Well, no bans unless it's like Akuma, right? Super Turbo Akuma, where it's like that's an actual cheat." Yeah. But, man. Man, this was well, funny. But tell me why this might be a good thing? Because you seem well, to be on the, like the yeah, this could be an interesting I, intake.
1: I, I I think it's going to be just kind of an interesting thing. It'll make the Street Fighter League unique. Uh, I I think it could actually encourage character diversity. It could encourage some people to pick up secondaries that they might not have done otherwise uh, if they're really serious about competing in this league anyway um i think that you know the fact that each team has three players like yeah you might be able to ban one specialist out but you, you have to consider what the other two people play um you know the ban may not end up even mattering like it could just be no one wants to play against abigail so i would just abigail just gets blanket blanket banned all season i don't know so like if there's a lot of like little interesting wrinkles and like kind of strategy that uh could be encouraged by the by the existence of a character band um obviously like now i know a lot of our listeners a lot of your listeners might say i'm biased because you know i come from other esports where bands are a thing um you know like any MOBA out there has character bands and it works pretty well obviously a lot more characters and MOBAs and a lot more players but it, you know for for what this is i think that It's just, it's an interesting feature. It's not like they're gonna start implementing character bands into the Pro Tour. So like, I I just think it will make the the league kind of its own own thing uh, and maybe have like, I don't think it's gonna replace CPT anytime soon, but maybe just have like its own type of prestige, like kind of like um, say co-op cup in Japan. Like it, it'll start just kind of gaining its own notoriety. We'll be able to gain, you know, build our own legends here in the states.
0: So that's that's an interesting angle, and I think I think what I want to dig into a little bit more because you're right. It's not something that I I don't know how how my my audience would would take that, but I, it's certainly something that I don't know about. So in MOBAs, when someone does a character ban, are there character specialists? Where oh yeah, uh-huh. One character completely gimps a team where they they will need I to mean, recover. I from think them.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Like maybe a couple years back, like there were more uh, what you would call one trick. Like so that it, would, it was like someone that can only do one thing, and if they're that character is banned, like they're kind of useless. Hmm. Uh, that would that's where you get into the concept of a player having a deep hero pool. So like they're able to adapt to multiple situations, multiple bands, uh, multiple compositions, that kind of stuff.
0: Um, okay.
1: You know, obviously this isn't a team-based game, so like the whole like composition thing, like unless your opponent is like extremely weak against rush down or like zoning characters or whatever if you just if they're just known for not being able to deal with it which i don't really think a lot of street fighter pros are known for being weak to one specific type of play it's it's kind of rare anyway once you get past like you know your mid-tier player um so i don't think that necessarily is going to be a thing but it's mostly just like it, it tends to encourage character diversity in general like that way you don't just see everybody using cammy or everybody using abigail or whatever like you know that way uh, yeah but it, like i said in in at least in mobas the bands tend to just kind of encourage more stra- strategy than uh, than anything else
0: what i what i find interesting about that and in my head, what I think about when I start forming these teams in my head, right? I mm-hmm. look at all of those top six players. And granted, it hasn't been confirmed that it will be those top six players I named earlier. The do, Justin Wong, Pop, yeah. IDOM, toy and nephew. It hasn't been yeah. said. Uh but you look at do, and it's like Guile or Mika. He has a he has a player pool. You look at Justin. You have, I mean, Justin can play anybody, like not Karen, doesn't matter. Punk, mm-hmm. he also has a depth of, of characters. He could play Karen, Colleen. He, he's he got that. Uh, I-DOM, however, Laura Maine through and through. Toy, mm-hmm. Bison Maine through and through. Nephew, Colleen Maine, I think he plays a little bit of Karen as well, but still mostly known for his Colleen. Mm-hmm. So do those three teams get hurt significantly, or do they need to adapt? But then I start thinking about, well, who would be secondary here? like, And I start thinking about who's won online tournaments before. Who do I think is right on the cusp? I'm like, okay, there's like El Chakute. And he's like, well, you just banned Mika there, and now he's useless. Mike Too Strong, you banned Zangief. Now he's useless. Uh, Brian F. might make it. You banned Balrog, who's his secondary. Right. Do you wanna do you wanna see that? Do you wanna see that secondary? Do they have a chance at that point when they're up against Justin's Minot or maybe Justin's Karen, who's still very strong? It it it's kind of one of those things where my gut check is okay, it just kinda it in my mind it thoroughly hurts one team over other teams. Mm -hmm. but in practice will it will it happen that way i i don't know because we're not we're not there yet we're not close enough to it for me to to really have a good take on that yet but my gut check says that it it'll just play out the way that my gut it will be like well that team's done now and they don't have a shot but
1: yeah the the only thing the only thing with that though that I, i think maybe like a lot of people in the FGC aren't really remembering. Like they're kind of, like they're just taking it at, at face level, right? They're like, oh, it's going to hurt this one team, but guess what? That team also has a character ban, so they can do the same thing to the enemy team. And then, it, then it just comes down to, well, who won the who won the online tournaments and who got voted in, and how well did they did they draft their team? How did they were they thinking about Oh, when I pick up this guy, he's a good character specialist, he's a great guy, I want him on my team. Or did he think about this guy has a deep selection of characters to use to where he's not going to be a liability in the band phase? I, so I think like that, it, it's just another it's, it's 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 just it's different. It's a it's just a different feel from there's, a there's traditional tournament. A, There's
0: also an element to that where I think to myself who who is this for? Because the answer in my mind, the answer is this is not for FGC. Mm -hmm. And there's, I've been saying this kind of for a while now, but I think there's a lot of room for growth of fighting games outside of the, the current FGC. I think that if, if the FGC exploded, Uh, To something that is like actually huge esports and we're pulling in like actual esports numbers, then that number would be the number of existing FGC would be eclipsed by that and it becomes something else entirely. Like I think that that's a possibility at some point. I don't know if we're there right now, but let's say that something like this that has that entertainment value of there's a character band. Now there's drama. Now there's a storyline. Instead of the week-to-week ranking and following all the premieres, which is like tough. And also there's no FGC outlets really covering the week-to-week because, again, it's hard to pay a bunch of writers to do all that every week. It's tough. But so you say, all right, so this stuff, we're going to produce this for for people who who aren't familiar with FGC stuff already. So then Mm -hmm. they actually have to know when they produce this, they'll have to show in some way that... IDOMS char- the, someone says character band Laura for an IDOMS team and the mm-hmm. significance of that has to be translated stated yeah it, it I needs, think so it, it would need to be unless like cause if they cause in my mind I think if they do this and they sell it and they promote it in places that aren't currently FGC and they get a lot of viewers that say oh I remember Street Fighter I would like to watch a competitive esports thing right now what's this and they have the IDOM team versus Punk's team, and Punk just says, obviously I'll ban Laura. And you see one person reacting, you go, ah, oh. the whole team's like, ah, oh, damn, like, obviously, shit. Yes. And it's like, well, oh, that's, that's a tough ban. It's a tough ban there. If that's all they do, then it's like, that's a missed opportunity to that, Yeah, that's to tell rough. A story I,
1: I, I think that, like, you know, they have a big opportunity to tie in from the years that they've been producing the Pro Tour now to like, you know, go, oh, this is a big deal because he's a blank specialist and, you know, he has. And then pull up like footage of him playing and like explain why that band might hurt the team and like maybe talk about pocket characters they pulled out in other tournaments. I, I I don't know. Like, I agree with you. I think it's a good opportunity for storylines. And, and like you said, I don't think this really is for, for the general FGC. I think this is more for like you said, those kind of like people that will say tune into Evo every year, but they won't necessarily watch a premiere event. Mm-hmm. So they're like they'll just be like, it's a you know, it's on Thursday nights, I think, right? Yes. So like so it, this'll be just like people just happen to be browsing Twitch. Not necessarily your your general FGC heads that are there every weekend stream monstering. But like people that are just browsing Twitch, they see it promoted. I, I can't imagine this isn't done in some kind of huge partnership with Twitch where like it's on the front page and being Mm -hmm. promoted. So like, you know, I I really think this is just to kind of like capture that casual audience. And like people, people love the concept of teams, like just in general in esports. like they love the idea of this guy is on this team that I can root for that team over time. Um, And it's it's like a week to week thing, you know, especially because this is it's a league right so yeah, you can have I, I matchups 3v3 repeat
0: totally works look at gfinity mm-hmm. i think teams are great i think the dominican okay. republic tigers are have the fucking best logo treatment out there it's so good <laughs> um, absolutely i, th- I think v three yeah. specifically work five v fives work in mm-hmm. in the fgc
1: yeah i agree and like i i, I think that like maybe what some people are afraid of is this being like an overly over-corporatized thing, kind of like Overwatch League and, and stuff like that. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think the production value would be good, but I don't think that it's going to be, you know, there's advertisements all over it and like whatever. Or Even if there is, like even if they do manage to get some, you know, big sponsors and stuff behind it, that's only good for the players. Like I, I get that you you don't want to sit down and, and watch, a lot of ads with your with your fighting in content because it's always been free and there's not a whole lot of sponsors and that's great, but people gotta eat too.
0: That, that so doesn't make any money. Fuck me yeah. up with them ads, fam. Make yeah, me eat Cheez Its. Make me eat those <laughs> Cheez Its. one of my best Absolutely. that's like one of my favorite quotes from last year is PR Balrog saying, I ate some Cheez Its. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a choice quote from last year seriously uh, so. like
1: and, and it's it's, it's kind of why like I'm I'm kind of sad that like things like e-league for example weren't embraced a little bit more and the in the fighting game scene I understand people had issues with Richard Lewis which some of which were you know unfounded but I am not going to get too into that because I I, I don't really want to sit here and get into that whole uh, can of worms with the FGC but um yeah anyway uh i I think this this could be a good thing
0: yeah and that that's the thing is that i think that this can reach an audience but i don't think it is for our and specifically that character band is just that one thing that is like very clearly if you thought it was for you guess what uh it's kind of not and here's why yeah Uh, but but even
1: like here's the thing like and maybe maybe this is just something that i can say to fgc fans like not every event has to be the exact same event that you've always watched like and you know you can argue with me with me all day on this but like I understand that every event has a different feel. Like you go to the CEO versus going to Evo, it's going to be a different thing. But they all use the same type of event. Like it's all double elimination, brackets, pools leading into top, top 128, 64, whatever. Uh, you know, it, it's just the same kind of experience. And I understand that's what people are used to and they want that for competitive integrity. And I, I get all of that. But this is you just, just go into it with an open mind understand that it's its own thing it's not going to take away what you love what you love is still going to be there yeah yes capcom yeah yes capcom will be putting some resources into this but i don't think that those were resources that were going to go into the pro tour i think this is it has its own budget i think it was its own project that was approved so like I i think that people just kind of need to like if you don't like it, don't watch it, but like maybe just give it a chance. I think that that's the biggest thing that I want people to kind of take away from this conversation. Maybe just like maybe have some thoughts on like what, you know, talk, start talking about band strategies. Start, start talking about and theorizing about what teams you'd like to see. Start like, you know, community vote. Like it's probably if I had to guess, they're probably going to run it something like Smash Summit. Talk, start start encouraging your favorite player to like kind of get out there in front of the public more uh, to start you know here's campaigning because
0: we haven't really talked about community vote all that often mm-hmm. and I don't I don't really want to talk about online tournaments right now I actually think I could do a whole episode on the treatment of online tournaments within the CPT <laughs> uh, and in specifically how they are matched They're supposed to be treated as ranking events, but get like almost a fraction of a single percent of the resources that are given to actual ranking events. Uh, And it's like, how could you even think that's going to be successful? But anyway, I digress. Let's talk about (laughs) this this voting issue because Mm -hmm. I didn't think about this until today because there are no guidelines. But what is preventing us from saying i want to see i want to vote when i go in to vote i go to capcom.com slash vote slash user slash vote
1: some url yes some url (laughs) and i enter
0: i enter in the name jamie lee curtis Can I, I get Jamie, Can I run a campaign? I have a large platform on our street fighter. There's a lot of people who go there. What if I tell them, "Hey everybody, let's all vote for Jamie Lee Curtis. Let's <laughs> get her in." Here.
1: Listen, I would like to see her cameo, okay? I've she never plays seen her cameo.
0: play. That's a fact. Yeah. She uh, it has gone on interview to say that. That is a, <laughs> that's a fact.
1: She gets she gets really mad if you say if you tell her like, who do you use like Ryu?" She's like, Oh fuck that, use Cami. Like fuck damn that scrub shit. Yeah, seriously. I'm like damn someone's been watching fucking she's been a stream monster for years we just didn't know it no I Um. actually
0: you bring up that interview I actually love that interview because specifically that interview brings up kind of an awkward question where he's a younger kid and he's like oh you kind of did a horny scene in that one movie and it kind of that one really turned me and she handles it like a pro and she's like oh yes that was a long time ago that was a a wonderful movie like I'm glad you have that memory she's a total pro about it and then he suggests that She would be a rehuman, and she's like, "Get real! I pick a top (laughs) tier. Like, get fuck out of here, you scrub!" Like it turns, she's like, "No, no longer professional." The FGC comes out of her. So I want everybody to vote in Jamie Lee Curtis. Here's my petition. Let's get because so rule sets haven't been decided in in terms of who we can vote for yet. If there is a writing component, let's pull in some celebrities. That would be be pretty funny,
1: but like, I don't know, I think if I remember right, the way um, Smash Summit did it was a player could go on Smash GG and elect themselves. They would say, yes, I want to be eligible. And then they are in the first round of voting. And then like the top, whatever, the bottom people get eliminated over time, and then you end up with your Excuse me, with your six, um, with your six people. So I, see,
0: I know Jamie Lee Curtis has a smash GG account because uh, she's been to Evo. She's got it all lined up. We just need to get her there. We need to walk her to the door and say, here it is. We will vote yeah, for just, you.
1: Just, 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 like tweet at her and be like, Hey, like you should elect yourself for this. It'd be funny
0: every day. I think that Joseph Gordon Levitt plays street fighter. Mm-hmm. I, I think he, he does. does. Um, who else could we
1: there's get? there's like a whole bunch of football players who play street fighter like gotta get some uh sure. some juju schuster in there like come on now like I mean, there's a whole bunch you can of you people get people.
0: like your austin creeds like obviously we can pull from the from the wrestling side that of would, thing, i mean like, that would
1: that would be that would be pretty fun a kenny
0: omega on your team a like kenny obviously.
1: omega kenny omega and Xavier woods that would be oh man perfect
0: I mean, if if they had time in their schedule to come back every Thursday to shoot, no, that yeah, would be an That's
1: the other other thing. We don't know how this is being. Is it all in one location or is it online? I I don't know. I don't know either.
0: America's big country, dude.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jesus, are they going to move are they going to move everybody to Vegas for for <laughs> a little while and shoot this thing at Esports Arena every Thursday? Cuz so I could see it happening, but I don't know I mean, it's not like MGM has any shortage of hotel rooms in the area, so like you know, who knows what they're if they're going to partner with Esports arena on this or or what? Like they just don't they haven't released enough information.
0: My hope like, that's would the, be that's my biggest thing. My, my actual hope would be that they take a long weekend early in because it starts in April. Mm-hmm. Take a long weekend, get all of it get all of the tournament get I'll just
1: sh- shoot the whole thing shoot
0: the whole thing release it week by week post production the whole thing don't you but don't you
1: think that like
0: give me the stats on people's secondaries get that information pull it out yeah, of yeah, us. Yeah, show it yeah, to yeah. Us. I I agree but it. like don't
1: you think a lot of like I, I don't know personally having worked in a couple of different scenes like for example let's say the Hearthstone scene they get really upset when it's not live Hmm. and like you treat it like it is live like i don't know and and here's the other thing people in the ftc have big mouths so like how do you how do you stop people from saying who won like it's gonna leak with that many players so you've got like you've got three players in each team 16 18 players i don't know man especially if like some of these guys aren't exactly like uh trained professionals like the guys on top six are I, I don't know, like I don't I, I don't want to speak for everybody on that list, but at least half of them have been on a major esports team and understand how NBAs work. Right, but you know, some maybe some of these popular vote or online warriors don't know all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing, man. I, I mean, I, I think personally, like they're probably better off just partnering with someone and doing it that way. But, I mean, that is a huge yeah. time commitment, too. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's, that's the likely case, is that they... Ooh, actually, here's where this all ties in. Mm-hmm. Esports Arena just got that merger with the World Poker with Tour. With the World Poker Tour, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all in Vegas. They yeah. Capcom goes into Vegas Partners up with ESA. ESA produces whole thing. I mean, the they, thing. they
1: already partnered with them for Capcom Cup last year. What's stopping them from like using that as a yeah. jumping off? That makes
0: know? that makes perfect sense. It's already a business op, like they've already been in bed with each other. Let's just get to fucking. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm down for it. Uh, okay, yep. I think that, that unless you have any other uh, other takes or any other directions with this, you want to go. I think we can transition into the SFL Japan which it's it like is now
1: sure uh, no I don't really have any other takes I, 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 like I said biggest thing I want people to take away from our conversation is just give it a chance I, I understand it's different um, but just kind of go into it with an open mind watch a couple of the broadcasts if you, if you don't like it maybe recommend it to some people that have been, always been on the fence about watching FGC stuff uh, and just kind of leave it at that
0: yeah, show it to people who don't watch FGC stuff. Show it to Jamie Lee Curtis. Get it, get it out there because um, <laughs> she needs to know. That's my platform in in 2019. Uh, okay. But listen, I'm
1: I'm I'm on board with this. I think I think Jamie Lee Curtis would be an excellent addition to the Street Fighter well, League, and I think it would certainly is, uh, whoever I, drafts Jamie Lee Curtis gets like bonus points just for having Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, so they win, I, right?
0: I bring <laughs> up celebrities, right? let's vote in some celebrities because specifically that's exactly what they did with street fighter league Japan. Okay. They had, so street fighter league Japan is a, it's also a three V three tournament, but they're doing things a little bit different. There is a beginner class, which was a whole tournament series selected by like a game show, basically. Uh, and it had like models, actors, voice actors, comedians. It's a whole. It was a whole slew of people, mm-hmm. uh, and there was a yeah. whole write up on that. All of this covered by like Doc Fugu. I'll share the link, and it has all of the links. It's so much to read. He did such a good job of of translating this and translating like the mood of things as well, or how Twitch chat was responding to it. It's a it's a great read. I highly suggest it. So there's a beginner class. There's a high class. Which is selected or was selected by tryouts, uh, and then an expert class, which was basically the same people who were leaders from the rage tournament last year. Um, uh, mm-hmm. which, uh, so is, you had, I think you
1: had like Daigo and yeah. people like that, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm.
0: Daigo, Tokido, Mago, who was not a leader from last year. Uh, Daigo, Tokido, Mago, Nemo, uh, Itazon, and who's the sixth one am I forgetting? Um,
1: I, I don't know.
0: You'll have to tell me. Can, why am I blanking? Hold on. Let me just click this link. Uh, but anyway, uh, they've gone through, they've selected their draft. Oh, it's uh, Tok- Tokido. Did I not name Tokito? You didn't name Tokido. Well, oh, uh, Fudo. Fudo. Fudo is the one I okay. didn't name. Uh, oh, anyway. My bad. No, that's okay. I got I got crisscross applesauce there. It's no, it's no big deal. Uh, so they've selected their teams, uh, but how it works is that it's not a three v three in the sense of you know each player plays you know one time and until they're out. It's not like we're used to when we talk about three v threes. Instead, mm-hmm. extreme plat class plays extreme class, high class plays high class, beginner class plays beginner class, and and that's it. You get one point if your beginner wins, two points if your high class wins, and three points mm. if your extreme class wins. So there's that's like pretty a pretty unique yeah, there's like a points distribution and also a skill distribution that I think makes sense when you talk about team composition. And it also puts the coaches in the extreme class in the position of oh, it benefits me to really put in work on maybe I just want to focus on my beginner so we can get that one extra point. 'Cause I feel confident in my ability to win, so I'll just get we'll get four points this week, and that's a general net positive. And if our, our high class person wins, then you know what there's there's discussion and like teaching to be done. It like I see that path, right? Mm-hmm. Uh and that's that's a fun thing. There's also a special rule where uh, gosh, what? There's a really bad translation. Uh, that if you go to the rules page, it says this will begin now. Begins the time of crying. Uh, and it's, basically, <laughs> it's basically that if your team gets, <laughs> I, can see, I can see them saying that on the air too. That's amazing. Yeah, because it, it, it seems like a like it's a fun thing. There's a lot of people having fun. There's like hosts, the whole thing. Uh, there's a very good bit about. Tokido talking about his team Composition from last year his Rage tournament now he had to make Compromises uh, And then you have yeah. Mago standing there like Wait a minute I was your I was your Third person you made a compromise What was your compromise and he's like well uh, Trying to avoid the question And Mago's like what the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm right here uh, <laughs> And it, it's all very that's all very good But if your team gets Swept Your team then has the chance, your beginner can play against the extreme class, and if they take one round, then your team, your losing team, gets three (laughs) points. Or if your high-class player wins a set, then you get three points. So it's like, it's a weird game show. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like it. I like it though. That's that's an interesting twist. Twist. I don't think they'll do that here in the states, but like yeah, I don't think they will. I think for Japan, it works really well. Like, is they they have a, a a culture over there of where you know game shows and yeah. such are, are super 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 popular with 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 all age demographics. Whereas here, it's not not so much anymore. Um, so I, I I think that this that kind of fits in with their culture a little bit more. Um, so yeah I, but i think it's it's fun it's definitely fun
0: uh, yeah, it's, it's it very be... much a game show but also it's very short it's going from now right now in february till the end of march so
1: are they doing a second season or is that it
0: th- that's all the information that they have for it right now so all mm-hmm. we know is that this will just be from february to march and that'll be it um, okay so I, I think that's just how they'll they'll do their production or Rage will do the production because Rage is doing it because it's basically the same thing. Same treatment from last year. A lot of the same colors for the teams are the same like the Aurora mm-hmm. color which is like a fun, it, I don't think that's a it's fun uh their trailer it has the same kind of thing from last year it's all yeah but again it's all very game show like and i think that there's that fun element to it and that element of it benefits the like the extreme class players the pros to teach the 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 younger or Oh, that's the other thing. High class is actually a lot of younger players. I think the oldest one's okay. like 22 or something and the youngest yeah, is Yeah, that, that makes sense.
1: So they're like, they're kind of doing the whole um, mm-hmm. God, I, f- I forget what it's called now. The uh, the thing that Chocoblanca and
0: um, Mochi uh, were doing. Uh, Shinobism.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they're kind of using that concept as, as like inspiration almost. Mm-hmm. Like teaching a younger generation how to play. Um I, I think that's cool. And, and you know, this is interesting. It's something I just kind of thought of. It, it seems like the Japan rule set is kind of accomplishing the goal of the America rule set more. Like the whole, like, marketing mm-hmm. it to casual players more than more than your, your like, serious uh, yeah. competitive fans. Um, but it, it's weird. You'd think it would be the other way around, but I guess not. And I, I, I kind of get it. Like, Capcom... USA wants to like grow street fighters and e-sport more than Japan does. I think so. Even though Japan has like pro licenses and we don't, but whatever.
0: Yeah, that's I
1: guess different things. I thing.
0: think that well, that's part of it too because th- there is prize money on the line, which is an interesting thing. Uh uh-huh. I have the number. It the number's in there, but they're giving out something around like. Gosh, was it like sixty thousand uh, dollars? Yeah, that's when, pretty high
1: for 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 the Japanese rule set, right?
0: No, no, I'm sorry. It's forty five thousand dollars over, like dispersed from first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth place.
1: I mean, that's a lot for a Japanese tournament. Like, yeah, that's it, like, it, a, like that's a ton you know, of money.
0: I mean, split yeah. between three people. But even so, that's like <laughs> for for, for yeah. Japan for people who don't for- have Jesu license license like as like the the high class and beginner class don't have jsu licenses but i
1: do, do they get jsu licenses as part of winning usually i've seen that in a couple tournaments over there
0: that has been a thing in the past for other tournaments that is not the case in this one uh, okay uh, yeah
1: so it'll be interesting to see if jsu like is integrated with this somehow like that, if the extreme class players have to be jsu licensed mm-hmm. or
0: something i that i that is the case uh, mm-hmm. But I'm hmm, I can't remember it, it was brought up somewhere in this write-up. But this is a long write-up. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you guys the link uh, in the show notes. Uh, but like, thank you, Doc Fugu, for being the only person bringing this over here uh this is this is awesome like this is such a long write-up on hey what is this thing what is the feeling of the chat during this thing like what is like what are they actually talking about at one point Diago like shambles into a conversation is like oh yeah i'm not really used to training people but then they're like what the fuck are you talking about you trained um uh, that dude for the Kimono Michi like what the fuck Are you even talking about Daigo <laughs> Like the chat blows up <laughs> on. Like, he's like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, I forgot I, I
1: did
0: that <laughs> Yeah in all honesty it's just like To me that sounds like typical Daigo But
1: yeah. anyway exactly.
0: uh, So that seems like a fun thing And like almost When I hear about that and I read all of that I was like man I kind of wish that That the, the US SFL was a little bit more like that because that seems to appeal to a much more casual audience, specifically mm-hmm. with the beginner class. And yeah, that I, I, re- I really
1: feel like Capcom USA has like they just really want to grow Street Fighter as an eSport and they want it to be taken seriously by mm-hmm. eSports fans. And I, I I feel like that's who this is marketed at. This is marketed at like yes, the general general public, but it's also marketed at the general eSports fan who like likes fighting games but doesn't like how hard the pro tour is to follow and wants something else to watch Mm -hmm. so whereas this one the japan rule set is more marketed at you know this might be able to be shown on network television and uh be entertaining to the random person watching Mm -hmm. so um yeah all
0: right well i think that we've we've kind of rung out that comparison and at least tried to bring more light to it because again, I didn't know this thing existed until this week And it was like mm-hmm. blowing my mind that it was like, oh no, we've like it's that's about to start <laughs> Like, buckle yeah, up. I mean like like I knew about
1: it, but like I didn't know any specifics until I read the the. uh Because
0: the it's hard there. It's not being marketed to the US at all. Yeah, anywhere mm-hmm. Whereas
1: I, whereas I'm sure Japanese fans are going to watch SFL USA because yeah. they watch everything anyway. So
0: yeah, and specifically there happens to be a lot of tournaments in the pro league in the North American region, which we can talk about now because CPT schedule has been released for 2019.
1: Yeah, and, I mean now that it has the right dates and whatnot. Right, Oops.
0: right well <laughs> i mean what do you? Think? i'm joking it happens <laughs> it's it's what like what do you expect man like yeah they just fell out of the stumbling blocks like yeah it's just, I, it happens I, man
1: <laughs> i mean their resource west department isn't that big so i i no. get it it happens it happens
0: uh, it Every time, uh, but <laughs> regardless uh, of how launches happen with uh, Capcom fighting game products, uh, <laughs> the schedule was announced. Uh, the changes to the season uh, were somewhat laid bare. I want to say uh-huh. uh, it's not all there because the details are the details aren't there okay. um, specifically, uh, and we can get into it. So. There's a change. There's a big change in terms of points. Point systems yep. have been kind of shifted around. So ranking events, if you place in top three, those those got a boost. Uh, they introduced a new super premiere that is somewhat based on the, the Evo structure,
1: yeah. but
0: nerfed in points. And it
1: nerfed Evo as well as a result.
0: Yeah, because now there's three super premieres, uh, two in North America and one in the A- the Asia region. We know that Evo is one of the super premieres, but we don't know. Didn't, didn't it or-
1: say didn't it say the North America fi- like regional finals? Yes, yeah. it's the finals?
0: regional finals. Which to that I say, I think we can pretty much safely assume it'll be whatever Red Bull. Uh, Proving grounds, it's going to be yeah. Proving <laughs> grounds, conquest, whatever the fuck they call their next thing. Inquisition, uh, pre- <laughs> Red Bull Inquisition coming. Red
1: Bull, Red Bull Armageddon. What are we getting into? Mortal Kombat titles now. Ooh, that's
0: now. not a, Red Bull Armageddon's not a bad idea. That's not a bad name. Red Bull Deadly out. Alliance. Red so Bull Deadly League. <laughs> red bull sugar-free <laughs> deadly alliance because uh, that tastes way better we can all agree uh at least that's my opinion uh but so like it'll be whatever that is in november uh mm-hmm. but also it'll be the regional finals in japan which that event hasn't been announced either don't necessarily know what that'll be yet it it's out there uh but they shook it up a little bit there's there's premieres in latin america there's regional finals in uh that was uh first attack in uh yeah in the dominican republic no 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 mm-hmm. um puerto rico the fuck am i talking about i'm That's getting right. all mixed up it's okay. Uh, it's late. It's like yeah, I know. Your time. It's one o'clock where I am right now, uh, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry so if I'm no. That's okay. That's just my fucking life, man. Uh, <laughs> Living on. I took a nap earlier, so I to to deal with it. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so if I misspeak, that's why, folks. Uh, so that like that's awesome. Shouts to Mono PR for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. They got a lot more ranking events in Latin America, which I think is good. Uh, the EU got more events. There's like, I think three premieres in London, uh, or at yeah, least yeah. I would like honestly. UK. I
1: I I like the layout of like events they they did this year. Mm-hmm. I think the only change I would have made is uh, not having the North America regional finals be a super premiere and making yeah. it like making it like DreamHack winner or something like that. Yeah, like where it's like a big event in EU. Or like you know, like the one of the UK tournaments or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like to have that be a super premiere and like really get like encourage international competition overseas that isn't a region called Japan or USA.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that. I feel like that's kind of been everyone's take on this is that that's the one thing where it's like well. Do, do we need to? There's already so many opportunities to travel within the U.S. And granted, like the U.S. is a big country, but traveling within it isn't necessarily that difficult uh, or that expensive. Versus a lot of people coming from the E.U. to the U.S. because there are so many events over here. Um, it just yeah. it, the way that people have to travel gets yeah it gets a little mixed. Like is it? It gets it gets
1: it gets it gets dumb. Like there's there's more points available in the U.S. Obviously, as as always, just um, because I mean, the people running CPT are it's Capcom USA, so of course they're gonna focus on their home region. But like the overall, the number of events feels pretty balanced if you include the online stuff. I, um, I think so I, too. I
0: think so like too. if
1: you if you include the online stuff and and discount the supers, like I, I think that like in terms of premier ranking and online, you've got 14 for NA, 13 for Latam, 13 for EU, and 13 for Asia. I think that that's a far like huge improvement on opportunities available to people in other regions uh, that mm-hmm. you know that. Don't get to travel to the U.S. I think you know we will see someone from the EU and LatAm both make road tour finals this year. Asia always is going to have you know good representation, and NA is because of the number of events here has always had great representation, regardless of the strength of the region. Um, I, I think that obviously we've gotten better over time. Like you know, Japan's not the unstoppable. Uh, you know, or Asia in general isn't the unstoppable. Uh, beast that it was back in Street Fighter Four, uh, obviously. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think that like we're still kind of like on this point where if we didn't have as many events here and there were more in Japan, like maybe it would be the distribution would be a little different. But still, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think it's it's pretty good. Like, uh, and as far as like other rule changes go, like I don't think that were there a lot of other rule changes this year. Or is it mostly the the uh the points yeah same as same as always
0: there were i mean i have to actually like get back into it this is where i'm getting fuzzy where or at least how the ranking uh the what am i talking about ranking uh the national regional finals man uh-huh. I cannot speak I'm losing it I'm losing I'm <laughs> losing it my guy uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of, of fuel uh, but the regional finals work a little bit differently uh, but even still the winner of that from each region will be sent to Capcom Cup like all of that stuff is all the same gotcha kun mm-hmm. is guaranteed his spot uh, so all that stuff works out pretty much the same it all shakes out the same way it'll work out last year. Uh mm-hmm. so hopefully we can get a little bit of that stat tracking this year. Uh maybe we can get that like pretty quickly would, instead would, of it like, would be
1: would be nice to nice to see uh Capcom try a little bit with in with regards to
0: Yeah, something something official. And and not having to rely on like I remember just like following Ace King off, offsuit's Twitter account being like, Hey, so like what is the actual well play like who is getting in and who needs to lose here, and and being like, well, it needs to, well, this needs to happen. This and he was the only person who really had that information. I couldn't find it anywhere, or else I'd have to do the math myself, uh, and math is hard, dude. It's not easy.
1: Absolutely. All
0: right. Well, I think that that basically covers it. I'm pretty happy with this schedule. I think that they're they're giving ranking events to uh, to places that you know, weren't previously represented. I think LATAM gets the the love that I think it deserves, certainly. I think we're going to see a lot more players from that region in the CPT. Uh, the interesting thing, again, is that they're more online ranking events. Uh, and ranking events, again, got boosted in terms of points. Will they give love to those ranking events? Or will they be run like they were last year, where people just in top eight just don't compete or get dq'd because of you know how the internet works there are ways to prevent that but you got to do your fucking homework so maybe (laughs) they should do their fucking homework anyway that's my take on that uh but i'm generally positive on it and i think that a lot of people are are pretty excited Uh,
1: yeah yeah i mean like i i think they've like they've been refining the, the format on the pro tour since they started it in 2014 mm. or you know uh it's i think that they've finally had enough time to like really nail it down um mm. you know yeah these point differences are obviously going to create some changes and it's going to make super premieres like super important for everybody to go to and
0: yeah.
1: uh you know less premiere events means that teams have to pay for maybe less travel and more ranking events might offer more local diversity but i i think a lot of players are going to be traveling a lot this year i've already seen mm-hmm. like alex Myers, justin wong will tweet out their schedules for for this year it looks pretty intense hopefully uh player burnout doesn't become a thing but yeah. uh yeah yeah
0: uh and i'm hoping to see some some storylines this year i want to follow the cpt not just yep. this every week, being like, "What the fuck is even happening? Who is what? What matters here?" Uh, but anyway, folks, I think that that is a show. I think that covers the the meat and potatoes this week. Uh, but let's get to some of these delicious sides. I have some sides prepared for you, and okay. these sides come in the form of delicious questions. Uh, <laughs> it's a question that I ask everyone on their first time when they come on the show. Uh, I think it tells a lot about a player or a viewer as to what they look for in fighting games. So I'll ask you these two questions. Uh, Question number one, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game?
1: Okay. Uh, I think, God, people are going to hate me for saying this. Uh, Crouching medium kick from Ryu in Street Fighter V.
0: That's a good question. Uh, that's a good answer. Sorry, man.
1: I'm yeah, it links it links into links into pretty much everything. Uh, you know, it's a great spacing tool. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the all purpose kind of tool. It's a good poke in general. It just historically has been a good poke as well. It's just there's some history behind that normal, and and I'm in agreement with you. Uh, it's a good answer on that one. But now the second question, uh, leading into that. What is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Oh,
1: man. I don't know. This is such a hard question, to be honest. Um, God, like, I saw this further down on on, on your document before we even got to it, and I I don't even know how I was going to answer it. But, like, and I'll probably get some shit for this because this is a Street Fighter podcast. But, like, I don't know. There's something about watching the Ken combo in, in Melee that I just, I really like watching. And no, like people, fine. people are gonna people are gonna hate me for that. Like, because I know this, I know that uh, people in Street Fighter tend to not really like Smash all that much. But
0: um,
1: no, no, no. Yeah, that's, Com- that's my that, that's my favorite combo to watch.
0: Smash, Smash is is fine, whatever. But explain the combo though. What what exactly uh, is what's the the meat and potatoes of of this combo?
1: So I'm not really great at explaining it, but like basically. It's like it, it's a couple of like good reads and pokes that end ends up leaving someone off the stage and uh ends with a um kind of like a, a, a downward spike with marth,
0: hmm.
1: so like you know basically whenever someone gets hit by this the Ken combo, it's like the the epitome of get wrecked in in, in melee like if they, they get hit by it, like they're just there's no recovering from it that, that that's just it
0: they're toast um, but they're toast yeah. but it comes from like a so from, from what i've learned oh, about oh, yeah about it, it comes
1: from a specific player yeah uh, Ken from uh he was on team looking for a while he's like one of the legendary uh players from the mid-2000s who kind of innovated uh a lot of melee's uh like combo based play so mm, that's um cool. yeah so he's uh his yeah yeah it's, it's it's just it's an iconic combo and like probably the the one that came to mind I mean obviously other than obviously like you know stuff ever been seen like moment 37 and whatever right. so. and like
0: this setup from this combo so here's the thing that so I've been playing ultimate a little bit just okay. like on the side uh, all right because like I've played the smash games fine i everyone has yeah nothing uh, used wrong to with be that. A okay. donkey kong when i'm playing with my high school friends i'm a donkey kong main i i they don't let me play donkey kong anymore so i'm like all right whatever okay. i'm a we fit trainer main because that's hilarious that the we yep. fit trainer is in this video game but yep. i didn't really like start looking into competitive stuff until this year and i've learned a lot about like how how people set up combos or the read like the oki the way that i would what i would consider oki in a traditional fighting game the way that it works in smash is is very interesting it's very fluid uh so Mm -hmm. i can imagine someone setting up a combo in a very specific way or chasing someone down to yeah it's a lot of it's a
1: it's a lot of mind games right like you have to make them think that you're gonna go do go for something else and like they you force them to react in a certain way and then right. you're like oh gotcha that was I wanted that so that it you leaves just them completely
0: and compromised up. and then they're off the screen and you're spiking them down down in the stage yep. uh, exactly that part like when I see that I go oh okay I get it mm-hmm. I, I can't do it or I don't know if I care to but I do like the way the Wii fit trainer spikes that ball I don't know why mm-hmm. I just like it uh, anyway <laughs> folks that's a show. Uh, I will do my downward dog into bed and face plant directly into a pillow because uh, <laughs> I am. I'm gonna plank my way into uh, under the sheets because man, I'm done, so folks. Yeah, no, don't even my apologize. Don't even apologize because I'm gonna thank you right now. Thank you for spending the time uh, talking to me this uh, this weekend. It was really nice to get someone else's opinion that might not have been. Uh, so adamantly against or gutturally against uh, what the SFL is. Uh, I, by the way, oh, we didn't even talk about this. We didn't even talk about this. God damn it. Okay. Uh, th- th- just thumbs up, thumbs down. That, uh-huh. lo- that logo, though.
1: Oh, God. I really hope they redo it. Thumbs down. It's fucking I don't like trash. It. It's, it's a it's trash basher. heap of a logo. Dude, it, it, I, I'm sorry. I'm Mike Mike please bizarre Mike please do not hate me okay but it looks like he went on Fiverr and found the first guy that could do it in five minutes no
0: here's I, actually here's my no. thing and here's why I I think that I know that Mike made it so oh, what no. things that I know about Michael he loves Sonic when oh, I see no. that it logo, does look like
1: Goddamn Sonic all and I Knuckles. think of is no. Sonic no.
0: in a flame shield doing a dash think about it when you look at that oh, logo no. it's supposed to look like that's Hidoken. all i'm
1: gonna be able to see that's now, a that's man. a sonic with a
0: flame shield dude that's no. a sonic it's it we've been incepted we've been incepted oh, into the sonic no. first put big the cat in street fighter six put big the cat in street fight season f- season four big cat he's coming folks oh lord <laughs> he coming oh lord he coming
1: Oh, he's gonna—he's bringing that fishing rod, dude. You think—you think—you think you, think you only see fishing rods in uh, in Smash Ultimate? This is about—oh no! big Mm-mm. the cat's got a big rod coming for you, buddy. It's
0: gonna oh, be like no. those—he's cha- like—he's gonna be a grappler with range. Oh, he's so good. Trust me, I've seen it. kira told me all about it, folks. He let me—he told me all about it, so you know oh. it's true. Oh
1: no, Xkira. Oh, that's that's a whole another episode. No, oh, no, it
0: is. It's just a list of me saying that didn't happen, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. <laughs> Are you guys fucking seeing this? Come on, uh, that's all that show would turn out to be. Uh, but but thank you, thank you for <laughs> for sticking around for uh, for talking about the SFL and sharing your opinion, and talking about unicorn because that uh, that's something that I think could get a little more coverage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, again. Uh, happy to be here um, you guys can follow me on twitter at @getsteinard. Uh, i know some of you still might even though i don't really cover fgc as much as i used to but uh, i'm still around i'm still kicking so i'm hoping to do some more fgc coverage in the coming months and uh yeah hopefully i'll see you guys at an event
0: soon yeah, don't we all wish there was more FGC coverage? All right, folks, that's a show. Again, you can find me at Super Joe Monday or at Reddit SF on Twitter. But that's a show. Catch us every Thursday, although this one might end up being Friday for some people. West Coast, there's still a chance. Uh, but that's a show, folks. Uh, don't forget to catch the tournaments on Mondays and Fridays, and catch the pod every Thursday. But I will see you guys on our Street Fighter. Until next time, folks. Take care.